Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Both culprits to a lack of production on a craft jerky Monday. Culprit is the word of the day. Next production, Christmas. Let's hop to it. That silly rabbit will be here soon. It's the Mickle Pod and Pickle with Mickle. Buckle up. Ease off the podcorn. Here we go. Ah, isn't it great how we are jumping through the holiday season and before you know it, those stockings will be gone and you'll be thinking of that special valentine. I hope you have that coin of adjustment because of this weekend. Was any indication attitudes will change just like our hearts beat? Leave it to the NIL college football to do what it does. Tug on our heartstrings and make us search for that comfort food. All season, it is this or that. Super conferences, more playoff teams, coaches getting fired, players going to transfer, the yada yada, and the blah blahs. How is it, as the season scatters into a thousand bowl games this past weekend, these rivalry games, this rivalry weekend, right around Thanksgiving, reminds us how great it is. Great will be great with the weekend ahead, and we will get there. Championship weekend, the playoff table will be set. Let's go back for a minute to the food. The snacks, the apps, the desserts, the treats. Tis the season that never truly ends. Very, very sneaky indeed. There's no defense for it. Food is a clever, crafty opponent. You can't even have a home field advantage. There's no home field advantage at all. Someone has that dish that travels. You know the dish. You know that someone. It's easy to glorify the gluttony during the holiday triple jump. Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, New Year's celebration. Easier still to forget the ever-present formidable foe that is food. You go to work, food, stay-at-home food, birthdays, anniversaries, retirements, breakups, weddings. No breaking up that there will be food. It's always grilling season. Hell, it's National Bavarian Cream Pie today like you needed another pie. It is also on this day in 1895 that the Nobel Prize was established. Prizes, I should say, noble, Nobel, <laughs> for sure, left in the will of Alfred Bernhard Noble. He also invented dynamite, which is pretty cool. The Nobel Prizes are awarded for contributions, contributions with the greatest benefit to humankind. We're all humans, right? We can agree on that. Nobel Prizes in physics, medicine, literature, peace, economics. Even now, in 2023, there's not a Nobel Prize for food. There is the World Food Prize, and it is often referred to as the Nobel Prize for Food and Agriculture. So let me say a heartfelt congratulations to Heidi Kuhn, the 2023 award winner. The basis of Kuhn's award is a farmer-focused model that revitalizes farmland, food security, livelihoods, and resilience after devastating conflicts. And here I thought she was just a swimsuit model that married Seal and hosted America's Got Talent. What? 
Kuhn. Oh, congrats, Heidi Kuhn, on winning 2023's Nobel Food Prize. Is the other Heidi okay? She did. She fell or something a few weeks ago. It was Steve Kuhn stepped down as chair of MLP. Let's step it up. Oh my Monday, and there will be no case of Mondays here ever. Today in 1924 was actually the day. November 27th in New York City, the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Three years later, they started adding in all the balloons and then the thing started taking on a life of its own. What's your go-to parade dish? I bet you've got one. Are parade foods more of a snack as you're getting the whole, you know, festivities and the rest of the feast going? <laughs> you know, getting food in your beard? It happens. Taking care of your beard? That should happen. Go to ValhallaBeardAndBody.net. Use promo code MIC15. Your beard and body will thank you. Fine beard waxes, awesome soaps at ValhallaBeardAndBody.net. Welcome back to the Mickle Pod. Glad you are here with me. And now, buckle up. We're getting right back into the action. You better have that popcorn ready. Ain't no time to adjust those defense. Back into the action right now. Enter the dragon and point break. Got your attention now? If today is your birthday, you should be getting all the attention and you share your birthday with Bruce Lee and Catherine Bigelow. Bruce Lee was reintroduced to a lot of people in 1993's Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Point Break hit the scene in 1991. Utah and Bodie will be remembered forever. Remember the Hurt Locker? The film earned six total Oscars, including Best Picture, and Bigelow was named Best Director. Steve Kuhn, no relation to either Heidi, Founded MLP, remember, he stepped down not too long ago. We are stepping on the court. The dinking, smashing, third shot, dropping, got pickleball fever, and it's not stopping, it's pickle and nicker. Pickle and nicker. Pickle and nickel, all right. This just in my duper has officially crossed the 3.499999 threshold. It is 3.5. I don't know what that really means. It's been getting tracked since I've been playing at the mall. That's what we call it now. That's Pickle Mall. It's a big week in league play, which will be on Wednesday. And, you know, of course, the 2025 NPL Combine is not far away. There are 3 and 24. Eyeball in 25. Maybe I can take a shot. Going to have to get my duper up there. We're going to be chronicling that adventure. We're not far away from another great interview here. Either this Friday, I will be talking with Pickleball Andy. He chronicles Pickleball from behind the lens. He's a photographer, and it's just another great story. I do hope you go back, listen to some of my chats. Lauren from Santa Barbara Happy. Alex Simon. What a dude. Carol Rolls incredible lady go way back 
Listen to Raphael from Gearbox when he was on this show talking paddles. It seems his new paddle is a subject of a lot of the complaints, though the paddle controversy, this paddle gate, includes other companies. Yes, of course it does. It, though, seems the prevalence of recent victories by one pickleball paddle, namely the Gearbox Power, has shed a brighter light on this whole paddle controversy again. Now, I've seen a friend of mine hit right through his paddle in rec play, and he does hit it hard. This was a Eula paddle, separate it right above the handle. Another friend, same complaint, same thing. Last week in league play at Pickleball, this is rec play, 3.25, 375, according to the duper. I saw a paddle from Selkirk rip right at the top, just perforated. Now, I'm looking to get someone on this show to talk about it. Someone who knows a little more about this stuff than me, because it continues to go on. For now, let's talk about the top players. Let's talk about it. Top players who are ripping it out in Pickle Clemente this week. It's the final event of the PPA Tour. It's the CIBC Tour Finals this week. Basic principles. Going to try to keep it simple. Top eight on both the men's and women's will make up two pools for singles play. The top 16 qualify for doubles with the highest seeded player choosing their partner. Something like that. It's going to work that way in mixed play as well. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you bold prediction. Bold prediction. Garnett stocks root in the men's singles final. Whiplash Waters versus Leah Jansen in the women's singles final. That's if Lee plays. She's playing? I, I saw something in the draw, but I also thought she said she was not going to play PPA Tour events again. Maybe it was just doubles. Again, confused. In doubles, you must beat the champs. Whiplash Waters and CP Catherine Parento have been unstoppable this year. The brothers Johns are the ones to beat, and J.W. Johnson and Dylan Frazier could do it. That's what I want to see. Song remains the same in mixed. Whiplash and Big Ben, though they're swimming in the tougher pool on the mixed side. On the other side, the Johnsons, Georgia, J-Dub. Can they get to the final? Might we hear, hello, Newman. It's all going down this week, the final event of the year. I can tell you, you want to go down low. Remember, I'm a 3.5 player now. Go down low on those drops. Keep that paddle up. You can still use promo code PickleMickle at Mavericks Pickleball. You can get the power or control, and it is a great paddle. Ups and downs, power rankings, who's in control, who's playoff bound. Hi-ho, hi-ho. On to the NIL we go. On on three. On three, huh? What do you say? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Do we do it on? Three or, or, or two, one, two, three, then do it. Well, yeah. we go on three. A three, yeah, on three. One, two, and like three. Yeah! Greatest college rivalry weekend ever. I love hyperbole. I'm prone to hyperbole. Much needed? Absolutely. Anything really gained? From these rivalry matchups remains to be seen. What did we see? Oh man, there was a bit of everything. There were amazing plays and of course victories that give one team and their fans 
a sense of dominance. I mean, that is what these ultimate rivalries do. You get to pump out your peacock chest after you win. You throw the records out the window. It's one game each year. And the rivals, well, they keep the score. 2-0. That's the sunny side up of the Egg Bowl for Ole Miss. They will now wait for what bowl they get, not what seed in the playoffs. That is the overall point. Extend the playoff. Yes, the championship games matter a little bit. I'll get there. We had some Black Friday games. The Beavers got to Eugene, and that was about it. (laughs) That was about it. ah, Oregon and its bodacious squad of ducks. They wanted, they want this rematch, and they got it. The Pac-12 championship is big. Texas is right where they want to be, heading to the SEC. I'll hook round back to them in a bit. Iowa is interesting. They have a chance to really muck it all up. Now we get to Saturday. Saturday got it started. The game. They call it the game. Michigan came out on top. And if you find a Wolverine fan, they will let you know about it. I had my Michigan friends talking about, I wish we could have a rivalry again. I mean, what is this? And then all you got to do is mention Trestle, and they turn a weird shade of blue. Michigan looks to be back in the playoff. I said it. Iowa is interesting. Not interesting enough. They shouldn't beat Michigan, right? Remember. Remember that. And Harbaugh, don't you forget that May suit. Out here in the desert, U of A fans, well, they get their win. It's been a great year for U of A, and now they can focus on hoops. That's how it it rolls out here in the desert. We do like football. We love it. For U of A fans, hoops, a little bigger. For ASU fans, I don't know what they're going to do once baseball season starts. The Apple Cup was amazing. The Huskies managed to sled past the Cougs, another nail-biter victory. Yet a win just the same. Jalen Milrow hurts Auburn with a sequence of plays that I still cannot get out of my head. It was a furious flip back and forth because I was watching the Apple Cup at the same time. It started a little later and it was getting crazy as this one was still getting awesome too. That's the beauty of the rivalry week. We just didn't have enough magic there in Jordan Hare to overthrow Bama. Yup, Bama who is ready now to roll into the playoff in the swamp. This game, I feel very important. Beleaguered Florida State without Jordan Travis. They found some room behind that running back Benson, and you know they play a little defense in Tallahassee. FSU is still undefeated. The committee is now locking themselves up. They're ripping up little colored paper squares, putting them all in a hat, or they probably have something cooler than a hat, and they're getting ready to make the four-team playoff selection in a little bit. There's four championship games that look to be able to make us all crazy when those paper squares hit the ground or the darts hit the board and the final college football show comes out and we get the final four, the four-team playoff. Keep it simple. 
Straight up, no chasers. Here's what can happen, and I hope it does. Oregon Yucks beat Washington. They're going to win the Pac-12. One loss champion. Gundy rounds up Texas and sends them to the SEC without a Big 12 title. Oklahoma State is your Big 12 champ, but they'll have three losses. Bama rolls. One loss SEC champ. Louisville beats the Travisless Knowles, and you have a two-loss ACC champion. Remember, Michigan is in. Iowa is interesting. This all could happen. And if it does... Bama, Georgia, Oregon, and Michigan would be your playoff. Texas can win and still get hooked. Knowles, too. Friday Night Lights, baby, is where it will all get started. The best one of these championship games might be the first one. You'll have to listen up on Friday for all my championship game predictions. Right now, I predict we are heading to the NFL. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? I'll get you the ball. You're on to Cincinnati. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Let me just start right here. Belichick might be moving on. He might be getting ready to move on from New England. Stop with the gobble jive turkey nonsense of him coming to Washington. Okay, it's past Thanksgiving. Go sit on Santa's lap. Ask for her bay to come to Washington, not Belichick. No, no, no. Newly released Frank Reich? No. It took until Saturday and the NIL for me to get over Thursday's NFL full plate of turkey. You need the leftovers? Them Cowboys won. Now they have hit their stride and face a five-game stretch that will punch them in the face. How odd can they get hit and keep coming? Lions went full lion at home in front of us again on Thanksgiving. Have you seen the Barry Sanders thing on Prime? Me neither. Not yet. The 49ers have lost three games this year. It's true. On Friday, the J-E-T-S Jets played at home. You know, Ruxin was always ruthless in that show, The League, as the commissioner, and now he's taken that Sheba Bowl shuffle to a whole new level as head coach in Miami. The Dolphins are on top of the East. Sunday, fun day, NFL style. Sticking to the games that do matter. Sorry cards, Panthers, and Titans, and Giants, and (laughs) Patriots. The Falcons use some timely D. And enough B, B. Robinson, to get the win over the Saints. I've said it all along this year. Someone will win the NFC South. Baker. Baker and the Bucks can do it. I know they lost. Now Baker's getting an MRI. Is Trask up to the task? The Bucks play both the Saints and the Falcons before it's all said and done. In Cincinnati, the Bengals will be stretched to get back into the race. There's no Burrow coming round. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are right in the thick of it. 
And that race is the wild card race in the AFC. It should be a doozy. If Jonathan Taylor keeps racing, the Colts are going to stay right in the thick of it too. I like, like, like what is developing in the AFC South, and that's a rivalry between Jacksonville and Houston. Two young QBs. This thing could be for a rivalry for some time. If the Colts get their young QB back and stick with Taylor, you could have a three-headed monster in the South that's actually competitive. Do not give any time for Russ to talk about his team and how competitive they are. Oh, my stars and garters. Denver is 6-5 and five and alive. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it twice. You must beat the Chiefs. You must beat the Eagles. Do not sleep on the Ravens. Stay up for the Vikings tonight. I mean, he's the pastor and not. And hands down, that's just got to be one of the best nicknames in a while. Put your hands up as you get ready to embrace the week. Stretch and stay hydrated. Christmas is coming. Come back Friday and let's get ready for the weekend. I'll be here and I'll see all y'all right here next time for more.